When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is Wayback Playback, episode number 372. As this week, we bring you the first hour of WCW Halloween Havoc 1992. Hello, you people. I am Pat McNeil. As you know, my co-host Jim Valley is on extended medical leave. Filling in for him this week is the charming Sarah Knight, formerly of Pro Wrestling Torch. You, you, uh, unless you're still writing for the Torch, are you? I don't know. If there's another season of Miz and Misses, I might. I'm, okay. I'm sorry, I'm not what, what, watching Miz on Dancing with the Stars. That is what about me. what about Cody and Brandy Rhodes on Roads to the Top? Oh, good God. Oh, I have Sarah. to bed when that comes on. Uh, Sarah, are you ready to hop into the Wayback Machine, head to 1992, spin the wheel, and make the deal? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I saw some of the things on that wheel. I'm not really sure if I want to do them. Well, okay. Well, fortunately, we're not doing them. Uh, Sting and Jake Roberts are doing them. Uh, okay, now the the and the, they no, did they did bring anti venom Pat that will be announced. Oh yeah, oh gosh, I almost forgot. Um, okay, okay. Uh, listeners, hang, beg, stay with us for a minute. Sarah, did you watch the video to hype this to hype this show? <laughs> the music, the, the 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 like mini movie they made. No, no, oh, I did not. Okay, we we got it. We probably have to do that like right from the start here. So I'm gonna go to YouTube. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I, I I know it's on the show somewhere, but I mean we can't we can't really judge this show without the mini movie. So, um, and while we're looking for the mini movie on on YouTube, I'm going to point out that uh, this past thanks to John Paws for doing the last few shows of the, the Taboo Tuesday 2004, and uh, as a result of John's help, uh, this week we're back. Apple's number 90, the 98th most most listened to wrestling podcast in Canada uh, this week. <laughs> Apple podcast, thank you very much for that. That's not a joke, sir. We. I, I, <clears throat> Yeah, oh, so, wait, I would have to put in 1992, because this might give me a mini-movie for 1989, wouldn't it? 93, actually, is when the other time they did the mini-movies. But I'm just going to put in uh, Halloween Havoc 92. And, is it Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal mini-movie? Yes. Oh, oh, yes, it is. Oh, just get just get there, and we'll uh, and we'll talk about that. Yes. I'd uh, also like to thank the uh, good, uh, free-loving people of Australia. We're up again in the Australian charts. Uh, but but the big news, Sarah, and I, I know you're going to be excited about this. Last week's show, uh, we were the 100, we were the 1127th most listened to podcast in the nation of India. Okay. How and why? I have no idea. But uh, I, you know, I'm told that there are uh, there are wrestling fans in India. Yes, and they were very excited, and they were probably more excited about uh, about Triple H and Shawn Michaels than I was. So uh, thank you, thank you, India. Thank you, uh, and thank you very much to everybody who listens uh, all over the world. 
outside the United States for, for a lot of reasons. But okay, now we're going to find the spin the wheel, make the deal vignette. Here we go. I'm on spin. Jake Robertson Sting, spin the wheel, make the deal vignette, zero minutes and zero seconds. Okay. Okay. Well, I have Jesse Ventura uh, and Jim Ross here. Oh. Okay. Well, um, we got to get to a picture of. Is it supposed to be? Okay. The one underneath of it. Gotcha. All right. Hold on. For some reason, I got to get the. I got to skip the ads for HBO Max. Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'm back. Yeah, the full moon's going to be out at the start of the video. Okay. Yep. All right. Are you, we're there. are you at the full shot of the full moon? Okay. All right. Spin the wheel. Make the deal. Vignette on YouTube. Everybody, we're going to hit play together in three, two, one. Now, Eric Bischoff gets blamed for these, but Bill Watts was in charge when they when they came up with this. So, I, I think Bill Watts, as the boss, deserves the blame for this. This is getting you ready for Halloween Havoc and Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. So this woman who looks a little like Medusa but is not is is going to crawl into a trap door and head down to a club. This is not Lucha Underground. No, this is uh, this is 1992. See, everything could be explained if it was just Lucha Underground. Oh, and they have a giant – oh, look, see? They have a giant snake with a weird thing. You know, I think I have seen this video before. Yes, but our, we want our we want our listeners to hear to see this. I believe it was on Are You Serious? <laughs> yep, that's right. The Puppet Show on WWE. <laughs> Jake Roberts with, with with Puppet H. Yes, remember that well. Because all the extras. Are- that woman was very excited about making the deal. And that is Cheatham the Midget, by the way. <laughs> he got a name in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, subsequent uh, stupid videos. They they named him. Because he was the he was the one who was in all the videos. Hannibal Lecter here doesn't look really excited to be in this video. Looks like young CM Punk in a mask is what it looks like. <laughs> what about this? Jake's like, nah. We shot Jake Roberts off in a corner somewhere, and he just made little hand motions, and that's all, that's all that happened. He's apparently better lit than everybody else in this video. Oh, yes. See, Jake's facial expressions are good. That's why we need him for this. Plus, he's in the match, so we'll make the There's a bar somewhere around Atlanta that's like in a, in a trap door, and all it is is a bunch of people in, in leather ass, ass suits, that leather jackets, sitting around sing, chanting, spin the wheel, make the deal. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Ooh. So, see, there you go. There people is are Sting. all very excited for Sting, except for Jake Roberts, who was amused by this. Sting, we don't get many guys in this club with uh, vanilla ice outfits. Yeah, I'm here, so what's the deal? Yeah. in Baltimore. How does Sting do this with a straight face? Sting is a professional. Does Sting just not think that a lot of stuff is funny, incidentally? Well, I mean, he, I mean, no, he's good. He can keep a straight face. I, I'm impressed by that. I mean, I, I would have had to take like 30 or 40 takes to do this. And it's like, Cut the crap, Jake. Come over there and kick Ping. Well, how did Jake, how did Jake keep a straight face though? Well, this was Jake's thing though. Yes. This was this was written, by the way, by the same people who used to write Bray Wyatt's promos. I'm just <laughs> just random series of weird words. How about that? They explains how the wheel works. See, there's a wheel and there's 12 different match stipulations on it. And the midget has another part. And it's brutal, brutal. Yeah. 
There's a mystery match. Ooh, that's even spookier. The deal is, man, you got to step up and spin that wheel. Okay. Once you spin it, it's not. So this is what would happen if, like, Jake Roberts was in charge of, um, oh, what is that show that Bob Barker used to host? Price is Right. Yeah, Price is Right, because I really wanted to call it Wheel of Fortune, and that was not correct. He's not afraid of Jake Roberts. Well, that's because he's never shared a room with him at a, at a, uh, at a quality inn, but that's... that's, that's yeah. Sting would have probably gotten him to pee in the trash can at the very least. Sting's good that way. Yeah. You're going to need it. Ha, 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 ha. Spin the wheel. Make the deal. Come that on. That woman still isn't very excited about this. Well, that's Sandra Bernhardt. Don't, she's not excited. I, I'm kidding. It's not Sandra Bernhardt. Sorry, Sandra. Sandra, would have, Sandra was asking for too much money to be in this video. It seems like he could have just spun the wheel with his hand instead of that weird scepter thing. But okay, then. Ooh, yes, the laser in the eyes. <laughs> to be continued. Laser eyes. Yes, they have this. They have this serious video, and then you do the laser eyes, and you have announcer voice coming in just to just in case anybody was taking this halfway seriously. Yeah. Somewhere uh, there was probably like a nine-year-old kid who was hoping there was a version of this that actually ended in showing what the match was going to be. Yeah, but uh, well, we we know that wasn't going to happen. Okay, now but now back to the back to the peacock here. Let's uh, okay. Now that everybody is hyped about this, um, while we're loading the peacock back up, uh, let's talk about this is this is Sunday, October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety two. WCW is at the Philadelphia Civic Center where they have drawn seven thousand people, according to the Observer. About five thousand of those people were actually bought tickets, which is you know which is good. Which it's it's good because this was WCW's biggest crowd of nineteen ninety two. Like in terms of paid customers. Oh wow! I'm not kidding. No, or if, if it wasn't, it was it was pretty close to it. And um, Sting and somebody else. Sting like... and Jake, Jake Roberts. Yeah. Well, they. Well, Lex Luger had jumped to uh, the World Bodybuilding Federation, and I, and I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. That's another. That's a story for another time. That seems bizarre. Yeah. Well, but, but because Vince owned the World Bodybuilding Federation, it was like, well, you know, and Lex had a non-compete, but you know, bodybuilding is not the same as wrestling. I know. Okay. All right. So uh, according to the History of WWE website, a young Brian Heffron, a.k.a. the Blue Meanie, and a young Dave Lagana, former WWE writer, were in attendance. And uh, as we discussed before the show, there was a dark match. They put out a match before the uh, cameras came on to get the fans uh, hyped about the show. And what was important is that the people in the dark match got paid, you know, which is kind of which is kind of important getting paid for with Vinny Vegas and Diamond Dallas Page. Yes, the team of Vinny, the Vegas connection of Vinny Vegas and Diamond Dallas Page lost to Van Hammer and uh, Eric Watts, who is the son of Booker Bill Watts. Yes, so who will appear on the show later? Bill Watts. Oh yes, uh, the the odds of Bill Watts not appearing on a show that Bill Watts is in charge of are uh, about negative twelve out of zero out of a hundred. Okay, uh, somebody texted me. Oh, one of my former coworkers is texting me. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know, maybe. Hopefully they don't need an email address for hopefully us. Hopefully they don't need a job reference. I mean, you know. <clears throat> okay, but now yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm doing a podcast. Don't these people understand I'm doing a podcast? And... No, the telemarketers don't understand that. They I never understand that. either. Okay, now the previous WCW show was Friday night, October the 23rd. That took place in Cleveland at the Cleveland Convocation Center. Uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you what was on the show, and then I'll tell you the attendance. What was on the show? The NWA world champion, Masahiro Chono, 
defeated Bobby Eaton. And the main event, it was a six-man elimination match. It was the team of uh, Rick Rude, Cactus Jack, and Jake Roberts beating the team of Sting, Ricky Steamboat, and Dustin Rhodes in an elimination match. So the attendance, 800. Nice. Wow. WCW doing great, by the way. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, this is how ECW came into existence around this time. Well, actually, actually, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, the WWF ran two shows on Sunday, October 25th. Uh, the A show was in beautiful Peoria, Illinois. On that show, it was scheduled to be headlined by the Ultimate Warrior uh, taking on Ric Flair. But Ric Flair was out due to, an in, due to an inner ear injury caused by a wayward punch from the Ultimate Warrior. So, um, what a surprise. <laughs> I know, you're stunned. So, on the that Ultimate show, Warrior was such a safe worker. <laughs> the, the suitable substitute for, uh, for Ric Flair was, of course, Kamala. So, the Ultimate Warrior beats Kamala. And in the uh, revised main event, the WWF champion, Brett the Hitman Hart, defeats Rick Martell. Um, the B show is in Columbia, Missouri, in front of 2,500 people, uh, on which Razor Ramon defeats Randy Savage by countout. And in what was the last match on the show, the Intercontinental Champion, Davey Boy Smith, defeats Papa Shango. Um, now, if you want to know what other uh, great wrestling promotions are going on in America at this point, you remember the Global Wrestling Federation and people on Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash waybackplayback I'll, I'll mention that briefly if you're on our patreon uh you've been uh you've been following along john paz and i did a special bonus watch along on the with the global wrestling federation this was on espn in the afternoons and it was run out of dallas texas so the sportatorium they ran their friday night show at the sportatorium 2725 in attendance almost none of them were paying customers by the way uh, on that show, it was uh, Mike Dahl defeating Alex Porto for the light heavyweight title, for the GWF light heavyweight title. And in the main event, uh, the Rough Riders, Black Bart and Johnny Mantell, defeated the Ebony Experience of Booker T and Stevie Ray for the GWF tag team titles. Now, uh, it's explained that uh, the reason Alex Porto lost his title and Booker and Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray lost their titles is they're going off on a tour of Japan. So they'll be gone for a couple of weeks. So somebody else needs to defend the titles while they're gone. Okay. Um, oh, you asked about East, you asked about ECW. Yep. Okay, so we're at the beginnings of ECW. Uh, Todd Gordon is running Eastern Championship Wrestling at the Chestnut Cabaret in Philadelphia on uh, Saturday, October 24th, in front of 225 people. And uh, that taping was actually on Hidden Gems at one point back when there was a WWE network. If you're outside the U.S., you can still watch it on Hidden Gems. Uh, on that show, it was uh, the form- you remember Ivan Koloff, former WWF champion. Yes, I do. A million years old, yes. Uh, he lost a Russian chain match to Tommy Cairo. Uh, real ECW no fans know who Tommy Cairo is. Tommy Cairo, pay your bills. Yes. And in the main event, the ECW champion, the magnificent Don Morocco, beat Jimmy Snuka with Morocco's feet on the ropes. So after the match, Jimmy Snuka turns heel. He attacks Commissioner Todd Gordon, the ring announcer, the timekeeper, and any of the, uh, any of the jobbers who come out trying to save Todd Gordon. So Jimmy Snuka's a bad guy. Uh, this this all sets up the next uh, this all sets up next month's ECW show where Don Morocco is scheduled to defend the ECW title against a local wrestler named wait for it Mr Sandman not the Sandman <laughs> Mr Sandman do 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 Mr Sandman yes I don't think that quite worked out uh well the the guy uh the guy stuck around the guy stuck it out apparently so well yeah he did i don't he, think that he, he persevered I'm, I'm i'm happy for him uh smoky mountain wrestling is a thing yes smoky jim Cornette smoky mountain wrestling is running in uh johnson oh, that's city why tennessee jim Cornette wasn't on the show with beautiful bobby 
Now, Jim Cornette had been uh, had been Jim Cornette and Stan Lane had quit uh, WCW the previous year and went off to start Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So Johnson City, Tennessee, a whopping 300 people turn out to see uh, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling champion, the dirty, dirty white boy, Tony Anthony, uh, fighting to a double count out with Tim Horner. And if you know anything about Jim Cornette and his podcast, Jim Cornette loves him some Tim Horner and has lots of Tim <laughs> Horner stories. Uh, meanwhile, in the main event, a, a non-title match, the, the Rock and Roll Express defeat the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, the Heavenly Bodies. So pretty much like every other Smoky Mountain show. Um, I, think that's, I think that's it for all the excitement going on on the American pro wrestling scene at that point. Okay. Oh, and uh, the and the pro wrestling news from the uh, newsletters gathered uh, for this time going into Halloween Havoc. Uh, the New York Daily News, the New York Daily News reports that Sid Vicious is on his way to WCW after being let go by the WWF, and and Sid will be in WCW about six or seven months from now when they when they finally sign him. No, uh, but but he does not he does not appear on Halloween Havoc as predicted by the New York Daily News. No. Uh, as we mentioned briefly. Uh, Ric Flair was thought to have a career-ending injury after getting a uh, getting punched in the head from by the Ultimate Warrior on October 8th in Phoenix. Doctors thought he had sustained severe inner ear damage. It turned out that he had calcium deposits in his inner ear, which, according to Meltzer, is called something something called coupleiasis or something like that. Anyway, Flair is going to be out six to twelve weeks, which of course means he's going to be wrestling at the Survivor Series um, about you know in under a month. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> oh, and um, CNN, uh, you know, because because WCW is owned by Turner, uh, Turner, uh, you know, got a got a, opened up a studio so that uh, Jake Roberts could do radio and TV interviews via satellite. So, um, <clears throat> so back in those days, if you had a satellite, you could pretty much watch anything that was up on satellite. So um, Jake got there like an hour early, and uh, you could you could see Jake sitting in front of a chair on satellite talking to the people around him for an hour before the uh before any of the interviews started and uh people watching could hear jake dropping dropping f-bombs drinking coffee complaining that he wasn't allowed to smoke cigarettes in the studio and bitching about the lack of health insurance in wcw uh, <laughs> and that's on youtube the whole two hours is on youtube look for it I'm, I'm we all want health insurance pat yeah oh. well and it continues yes but there you go <laughs> all right so that's that's the news um we're going to take a, a moment here for this uh, brief timeout. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And while we're doing the timeout, uh, Sarah and I might as well do the commercial. You know, Sarah, uh, we have a patron, patron.com slash waybackplayback, where uh, we have every episode of Wayback Playback. We're up to episode 372 now, including other episodes with Sarah on them. Congratulations, people. Um, Yes, now you can find the, all two of those. Yes, well, there were I think there were more than two of those, but uh, you know, one of the all best parts about it is that not only do you get all the episodes, including the episodes that are behind a paywall, which you can't get to any other way, which uh, we've made a deal with Pro Wrestling Torch to get those, and and thank you to Wade Keller and subscribe to Wade Keller's site and uh, yeah, and uh, and and love love yourself some Pro Wrestling Torch by the way. Besides all that, you get the episodes in advance of when they go up on the podcast feed. And you get them without any commercials on them, which unlike I don't like. My peacock subscription. Unlike your, <laughs> unlike your peacocks, because well, I paid for the full peacock, so my I, peacock I paid... came came free with my really expensive Comcast. <laughs> okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, well, Comcast and and peak, I mean, Comcast owns Peacock. They're owned by the same company, so that makes sense. Okay, uh, yeah, and that's great. But so when it stops watch... working in the middle of the video, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll hit pause when that happens. But uh, yeah, that that's the deal. Uh, you get all that, plus you get bonus watch-alongs, like the one I did with John Paz, which is you know, which is an hour of Global Wrestling Federation. Uh, that's up. That's a full watch-along. Jim Valley and I have some bonuses up, including uh, including the Pro Wrestling USA show from February 1985. The Japanese feed from that, we did that. You know, stuff that's on YouTube. Um, yeah, and uh, Sarah and I are going to hopefully finish one after we get done here. We're going to finish that episode of Primetime Wrestling, which was uh, so thrilling that we we started together <laughs> back in the day. And hey, uh, you can remind me what it is. What's that? Oh, yes. Uh, actually, uh, the main event for that, uh, that we have two more matches to cover, the last of which is, get ready for this, Raymond Rougeau versus Bret Hart. Ooh. Yes. Surprisingly, surprisingly not awful, I know. Um so we check that out. That's all on patreon.com slash waybackplayback. Uh, there's multiple tiers to subscribe to. But with any, no matter what your subscription is, you get the archives. You get all 372 episodes, which is neat. Which we, uh, we And we thank you for subscribing. And uh, th- this helps keep the show going, which we really need right now. So thank you. I thank you. Jim Valley thanks you. Sarah even thanks you, even though she doesn't know why she's thanking you. But thank, thank you. you for being a part of the, uh, of the Wayback Playback experience. And thank you for listening to the show. And we're back. So we're at zero minutes and zero seconds, right? I've got mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc on Peacock. And I've got a blank screen. And Sarah has a blank screen. I think we've... Actually, I'm at one second. I don't think I was allowed to stop at zero seconds. Oh, I'm at zero. All right. So, okay. Well, you'll hit play, and then I'll hit play a second after you. But the important thing is that we all hit play together in three, two, one, go. Okay. And here we are. And we're going to get a full moon. We need a full moon. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Well, the haunted house. Yes. And Sting howling at the moon. Yes. Which we just watched in that little video there. Ha, 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 ha. I'm Jake Roberts. And the ghost of Ron Simmons. <laughs> is Ron Simmons on the show? Yes, he is. And the ghost of the barbarian. He's on the show. 
and the ghost of Masachono on the show also, and Rick Root. Yeah, all these people are on the show, actually. So there's a rare moment of truth in advertising. And here we go. There's people in the building, and we're in Philadelphia. What could be better? All right. Yay, there's Gary Michael Capetta in the ring. Hi, Gary. And there he is, that smiling Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone and Bruno San Martino are really far away from the ring. And Well, that, that's good because it keeps Bruno from seeing what's going on in the ring, so that's probably good. Uh, oh, Tony, great to be here. I am very excited about being at the Halloween Havoc and not having to see that smarmy Vince McMahon. He's a real bastard. So, thank you, Bruno. Tony Schiavone was so young here. Yes, he was. And he looks so enthusiastic. This is before he had his spirit crushed uh, by, uh, by about 90, I'd say. You're just like, yeah, I'm here. What do you want? Okay, now these are the 12 options that are on the wheel. One of these is Spinner's Choice. So, I, How is the Russian chain match, can, like, how is that connected to either Rick Rude or Ross in this match, Sting? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be connected. It, it, they're just 12 of the most dangerous matches. 12 of the most dangerous matches possible are on the wheel. Oh, yes. Okay, so the Barbarian is fighting is fighting Ron Simmons. Here's the, here's, the, here's the deal. Bill Watts wanted to do Ron Simmons against Cactus Jack because, you know, Cactus Jack is uh, one of Bill Watts' favorites. Cactus Jack is wearing the popular uh, poncho shirt of the time. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what makes him a frightening villain. However, Cactus Jack uh, tore an abdominal muscle, I want to say, at the Clash of Champions. So Bill Watts, you know, being Bill Watts, is like, okay, well, we'll have you manage the Barbarian because the Barbarian is part of the same group that you are. And and have you at ringside. I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Now, uh, of course, by the time that they're around, rolling around to Halloween Havoc, Cactus Jack is back to wrestling anyway, even with a, with a torn abdominal muscle. So there was really no reason to have Cactus not wrestle. Uh, oh, yeah, Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes are feuding, and they're the tag team champions. You've never seen this sort of storyline before, right? I have no idea. Yeah, and, and, and Bruno lets it drop. Oh, yeah, uh, Terry Gordy is supposed to be teaming with Steve Williams, but Terry Gordy's not here. Terry is not here because Terry quit and left the oh. building. Because I well, think it was over. Bill Watts will appear later to say that Terry is in violation of his contract. So by, by not wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, right. Rick Rude. Here we introduce Rick Rude having two matches on the show, which, according to the Wikipedia page, does not happen. No, see, Rick Rude is the U.S. champion, and he's getting a shot at the NWA title. But Bill Watts said, "Hey, you haven't defended your U.S. title in a while, so we're going to have him. You can you defend the title on the show." And there are going to be two referees in the NWA title match. Each wrestler gets to pick a referee. That makes all sorts of sense, doesn't it? Well, let's go back to Missy Hyatt. Certainly, yeah. if anybody can make sense of this show, it's Missy Hyatt. I'm outside of Rick Rude's locker room. Missy, are you, Missy what costume are you wearing? Costume? That's how Missy normally dresses. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm not sure what this costume we is. We love Missy. Oh, yeah. Now let's go down to ringside for Jim Ross and the man well, I'm still upset with WCW because back in 1992, I ordered a Missy Hyatt calendar from the from their web from their uh, you know via the phone number and paid for it, and then the calendar never arrived. So screw WCW is what I'm saying. Well, we have Jesse uh, Jesse Ventura in costume here, which that's really what he, that's what the mask wears. Off is a little scarier than when he had the mask on because I'm not sure what's going on with that hair there. Like, just give up, Jesse. Just give up. 
Yeah, wow. Wow. What kind of mask are you wearing, Jim Ross? That's scary. I know. Yeah. So, mean. Uh, so mean to Jim Ross, who had not yet had Bell's palsy. <laughs> well, Jesse, that's just the way Jesse is. Well, Jim Ross complained about Jesse because, because Jesse would work these shows without being the slightest bit prepared for them. And, and boy, and boy, would things change later when he got teamed with Jerry the King Lawler, who who would skip production meetings and go out uh, go out to the malls searching for uh, I don't know, looking for love in all the wrong places. I guess. Yeah. But the less said about that, the better. Probably. Jake says his cobra will be involved. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, Jake the snake brings a snake with him. Thanks, Jesse, for that. Uh, I believe this is where there's some anti-cobra venom in the alright let's go to the opening match thank god Gary Michael Cattetta's here now remember this is Philadelphia what do we know about Philadelphia wrestling fans they're notoriously evil yes thank you very good Sarah it's time for oh, let's kick things off with a red hot six man tag team match. Here come the bad guys. Michael, Michael Hayes is surprisingly thinner than I thought he was going to be. Oh, a lot thinner. Yeah. Bob, beautiful Bobby and Arn Anderson. Yeah. He got himself back into shape somewhat. All right. Bobby. Band Street USA, which was weird too. Why is Arn Anderson introduced from Minnesota when we all kind of know he has a Georgia accent? Um, well, because the uh, Anderson, the Anderson, because uh, he lived there for three weeks during that gimmick. The the all the Andersons are introduced to being from Minnesota, so why not? Ric Flair grew up in Minnesota, I think. So I know, but Arn opens his mouth in Minnesota is not what comes out. Oh yeah. Now it would be funny if Arn did promos with the with the Minnesota accent, but it wouldn't be. Do not not give you any ideas, Pat. What? That will be a, another skit with Cody and Arn. Yeah. 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 All right. Now let's meet their opponents, the good guys, the fan favorites, the team of the Z-Man, Johnny Gunn, a.k.a. Tom Brandy, and Shane Douglas. A.k.a. Salvatore Sincere. That's right. Very good. A.k.a. The Patriot on many independent shows. <laughs> or or I, I believe Shane Douglas, who could not have yet cut that ECW promo. Shane Douglas is a smiling good guy. Look how smiling he is. Formerly one half of the dynamic dudes. Which he is still upset about, by the way. What what happened to John Laurinaitis? Uh well, I believe I isn't he back working for WWE now? I don't know. I just meant for this match. Oh, he's in Japan. Yeah. Oh. He okay. he 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 was in all Japan for a long time. And where he became the uh, favorite kiss ass, I mean uh the uh, beloved American wrestler there. Because Johnny Gunn threw me off here. I had no idea who that was. That's Tom Brady, yes. Why? All right. Yeah. So the fans, of course, will be cheering for the team they like, which is Michael Hayes, Art Anderson, and Beautiful Bobby. And and Jesse Ventura will point that out at some point in the match, too. Because that's what Jesse does. Jesse's helpful that way. Yes, he is. Don't point out that the fans aren't cheering for the Z-Man and Tom Brand. Uh, yeah. Hey! Well, it's kind of hard to miss, Sarah. I mean... You know, I mean, how 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 slow would you have to be to not notice that the fans are cheering for the bad guys here? Oh, and some of the fans are in costume, and some of the fans are just ugly. I don't know. And and there's like future the the people who would like be the, the guy in the front with the hat is there. Yeah, hat guy is there. 
That's like his unofficial name is Hat Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Sign Guy and Faith No More Guy will be around somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Pink Cardigan Guy didn't catch on, though. Yeah, it really didn't. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, the if you were a hardcore fan in Philadelphia in 92, there, there's no way you were going to show up to a WWF show. You, well, you might, but you, know, you wouldn't like it. You'd show up for WCW at the dirty at the at the dirty small uh, uh, Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and oh, and that, and that super fan guy with the tank top is there. He's like at every WCW pay per view in that era. Not Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and a guy who looks like I think Dave uh, Meltzer had more hair at that point in time. Yeah, and a guy who looks kind of like Danny DeVito, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So. so yeah, pink cardigan guy, very distracting. <laughs> All right, there's beautiful Bobby. So at this point, they're obviously kind of angling to get rid of Paul Heyman, Paulie Dangerously, because Michael Hayes has been brought in just to manage Arn and Bobby, with the, with the story being that he's working for Paul Heyman, and Paul's too busy to manage everybody himself. Yeah. All right, and here's, here's Jesse. Wow, the fans love beautiful Bobby in Philadelphia. Well, yes, they do. There's there's Jesse pointing that out. Especially the fact that he's not Z-Man. Yeah, I don't really understand that gimmick. Yeah. Like, if, they, well, if they'd given him some Zink to sell or something, I don't know. His name is Tom Zink. I know, it seems like he should have had a vitamin endorsement. Apparently Zorro was copyrighted, so Z-Man. Yes, I'm Tom Zink. Yes, I'm the Z-Man. That still I'm makes sense. And I know everything about wrestling from A to Zink. That's, there you go. <laughs> Z-Man for WCW Vitamins. They had four horseman vitamins, but they did not have WCW Vitamins. Hayes is complaining about pulling the tights, too, which is oh, yeah. funny. Because he's been pulling his tights up for like the I past five minutes. He's wearing a World Bodybuilding Federation t-shirt, which is just funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Michael Hayes has to decide whether he wants to be a wrestler or a broadcaster. Like Jesse Ventura did. Actually, Jesse didn't have a choice. He was he wasn't yeah, able to. He wasn't physically able to wrestle. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, oh, see, Hayes trying to grab the, the the rat tail or whatever on the back of uh, Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas has like a full-on mullet pad. Oh yeah. Well, grab the mullet. You know, grab the hair. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. That's what Jesse would say. Right. Yeah, Michael Hayes likes to likes to point out when his baby face opponent is cheating. Yes, he does. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what gets you heat. That's what gets you the heat. That's, that's why the heels are being booed, is it? Yeah. Yeah, because they, well, yeah, mostly the heels are getting cheered because they're not morons. I think that's I think that usually has a lot to do with it. Yeah, this is kind of confusing because. Half the half the heel team is wearing white trunks, and one of the oh wait is Shane Douglas on the heel team? No, he's a good guy. Shane's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, okay, so this is confusing. They should have had, they should have matched their outfits somehow. Yeah. No, because Shane Douglas is going to end up becoming Ricky Steamboat's new tag team partner. Eventually, after they well, I mean, once they figure out what to do with him, I think they've already kind of figured out that that's the way to go with him. Because Rick, I mean, Ricky Steamboat really works as a as a babyface tag team wrestler. That's, you know, I mean, not that Ricky's bad as a as a babyface. Oh, still to come, by the way, uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Brian Pillman. Hey, there you go. Oh, and Brian Pillman is so enthusiastic about that match. Yeah, well, I think Brian has already turned uh, evil. So. 
Okay, but I mean, this is the this is wrestling, and yeah, you know, this is wrestling, and Doink the Clown's not there, so you know, most of these fans are happy so far. So far, Aaron Anderson's getting to beat up uh, some chump. At least he's not doing a Minnesota accent. Yeah, that's true. Well, with, well, especially with Zink being from Minnesota, that would be awkward. Why did Arn Anderson just run into a sleeper? You can do that. Randy Orton should not watch this because no. he does not need to pick up any new way to put a rest hold on match. Oh no, Randy! Randy's one of the uh, yeah. a lot of Randy master of the headlock. Yeah. Well, he did, among many things, among the many things Randy Orton does. Yeah. Look, Randy Orton's got it all figured out, okay? He's been in the business for 20 years. I'm not going to. Yeah. And I, plus, I just watched him last week in a cage match with Ric Flair. Where, uh, you know, where they, they solved the whole headlock problem by uh, Flair getting busted open in, like, the first minute of the match and Orton getting bloodied in, like, the third minute. So, you know, problem solved. <laughs> right. But, I mean, in Randy Orton's matches, you do, like, nine minutes of whatever, and then Randy hits the RKO. I mean, that's what it was in 2004. Do whatever, and then when you're ready to end it, just hit the RKO. That's it. That's the match. Yep. Oh, I thought Bob was setting up for the abdominal stretch. Uh-oh. Oh, nope. And I'm, I'm kind of sad that we lost Bobby Eaton, one of the one of the true nice guys in the business. Michael Hayes recovered uh, from that punch after like two seconds there. Oh, that's There we go. There you go, Arn. Arn and Bobby were so good together as a tag team. It's kind of sad that they didn't last longer. Mm. Already getting the crowd fired up. It's great though. <laughs> I was like, okay, cheer for that. Cheer for that. Cheer for that. Okay, we're done. Nobody's knee pads actually stay on their knees, do they? Nah. nah. Well, you know, you're not going to. Well, especially when you're not trying to take bumps. I mean, you know. Why would you bump on your knees? That That's no fun. Wrestlers have knee problems to begin with. <laughs> All right, let's let Hayes do this. Here we go. There we go, right. Michael. Michael Hayes isn't going to point out that he just pulled that guy's hair, though. No, he's not. He's, no, he's, he's got a bit of chin lock. Yeah, yeah, some, and he's like, someday this is going to be a finishing hold. Yeah, if Scott Steiner does it, yeah, it's a finishing hold. See? It's an international spectacle, according to Jesse Ventura. What a great city Philadelphia is. <laughs> Uh, the president of the NWA is here. Hey, Jim great. Ross pretending to care about the Liberty Bell for three seconds. Yep. Well, if the Liberty Bell was on the way to a bar, then, you know, it's possible. I mean, <laughs> uh, something, something, pussy WCW. That's what I That's what the sign said. Anyway, there was an actual sign up. Uh, yeah, I guess they're going to run and confiscate that one. They don't have any signs in this audience. These are grownups. Very dark audience. Well, they they don't believe in this is WCW in 1992. Bill Watts didn't believe in lighting. No. Well, mostly he didn't believe in lighting because he wasn't used to having people in the stands. So. Well, it is better lit than uh, NXT pre 2.0. So. That's true. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, plus I mean, depending on who the fans were, you might not want it lit. I don't know. <laughs> There we go. All but, right. Or uh, there were more pink cardigan guys in the audience. Well, if Jim, if Jim Valley were here, Jim is Jim is the expert at watching the fans back in the '80s and '90s, especially looking for, especially looking for like Dave Meltzer, Bruce Mitchell, you know, <laughs> ra- ra- random uh, random women showing up with their boyfriends, that sort of thing. 
Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, well, think about it. It's rare that you find a woman in the front row of a of a major wrestling there show. There's a woman in the front row there. Right. Is she there with a guy? I'm guessing. She just point at something. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. There's a man on one side of her and a man on the other side of but, her. Well, she's probably like, there with one of them. I'm guessing. Big cardigan man. A cardigan man. Well, yeah. Maybe she's there with cardigan man. I don't know. Why aren't they sitting together? They're not. Here we go. All right. Yes, you need that oh, extra level. Are cheating. Oh, here we go. Oh, well, uh, well, I like Arn just deciding. Oh, that's not enough. Let's let's stomp on him too. And nobody cares about Shane Douglas in 1992. Poor Shane Douglas. The fans are the fans are happy that they got him. Look at the fans cheering that they got away with it. Douglas in a great deal of pain. Shane Douglas is in a great deal of pain. Good. All right, hot tag to Arn Anderson. There we go. Right, just in time for Shane to reverse the figure four. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see. Ten minutes have gone by. It's just, it just flown by. It definitely feels like ten minutes have gone by. You're saying it hasn't just flown by? Okay, oh, they hit heads. Oh, you hate that. Oh, no. Is that what really injures them? They should they do this in more matches. They're hitting heads? Yes. I, th- I think they do it in enough matches. At least in 92, they did. And it's just a little bit quicker. This is not like the most exciting match ever. Well, no. I don't think anything on this show is going to be the most exciting match ever. But it's been watchable so far. Oh, is, is Michael Hayes begging off from the one person that hasn't actually been in the match yet? Yeah, of course. Well, he's a, he's a bad guy. That's what Michael Hayes does when he's being a bad guy. He begs off. And then he and then he gets slammed. And then he gets right up one second later. See, referee Mike Adkins is having problems. For one thing, he looks like Snape in the Harry Potter films. But there's fine. like five people in the ring. Oh, there we go. Oh, the referee's lost control. Oh no, the Lou Fez Press. There we go. Wait, yes, Tom Brandy with a Fez Press. He pinned Michael Hayes with a Fez Press. For Michael Hayes. He had to take the pin. Michael Hayes is getting pinned. There is a very excited old person in the audience there with a very. Like, rich- yes, thank God. I finally seen Johnny Gunn win a match. That Michael Hayes got his. It also looks like a bunch of people who are from the uh, from the uh, Bill Swirsky Superfans uh, De Bear sketch on Saturday Night Live. There. Yes, it does. Luthes Press. That's right. Austin did it better. I'm sorry. Although Tom Brandy's pretty good. The crowd is not happy that to, that uh, Johnny Gunn won a match. I oh, Missy Hyatt is still standing by, folks. Michael Hayes lost, too. And it's Missy Hyatt again. Hi, Missy. I'm still outside Rick Rude's locker room. And I can't get in. Have you tried turning the doorknob, Missy? Mr. Harley Race. Wow, Harley Race uh, bleached his hair there. Harley, you look so handsome. What are, what, are I, what are you doing here? Well, I'm here to watch the wrestling show, Missy. You know wrestling show? How rude. Come on, let's see if it'll let you in. Oh, oh, that's so rude. Oh, uh, uh, my gosh. Ugh. Tony. Poor Missy Hyatt. Okay, Missy Hyatt, thank you very okay, poor young Tony Schiavone. Hey, no, no, not he is not outraged about how they just treated Missy. No, he's not. This isn't Britt Baker, though. This is Missy Hyatt. <laughs> Tony, something is going on. Something is up. Missy Hyatt was age appropriate for Tony Schiavone. Yeah. I know. 
Well, you think Missy's too old for Tony? I don't think so. <laughs> I think Britt Baker is young enough to be his daughter. Probably. I'm pretty sure I can figure this out, man. All right, here we go. One fall, 20-minute time limit. That's the Cincinnati, Ohio's favorite son, Brian Pillman Sr. Yeah. Oh, they have a, they oh. have a stage, stage set up, like, back there somewhere. Brian Pillman is not excited to be here. He's a bad guy. This is how, bad guy, this is how he thinks bad guys act. Okay. He, he, as a good guy, he was all enthusiastic, and he jogged towards the ring and slapped hands and, like, now, nah, you know, no, bad guys. That guy's are assholes. I gotta. I just gotta, you know, be an asshole. Oh God, Tony Schiavone is uh, Tony Schiavone. Rather, is the same age as my mother. <laughs> Congratulations. Tony Schiavone will be having a birthday on November seventh, Pat. Oh my goodness, happy birthday! So, um, this is like that's like two weeks after this episode airs. That's it's right. Like, like just in time for part three with the uh, with this spin the wheel make the deal match. Just in time for the third hour. We'll have to remember that. And there he is, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. November 7th is. That's a Sunday. That's a Sunday, yes. The show comes out on Sunday. On the feed, yeah. You're going to have to do like a Tony Schiavone birthday special. Well, yeah, well, I mean, well, it is going to be special. He's going to be here for, uh, he's going to be in the arena for Spin the Wheel and Make the Deal. The first one. Yay. Yeah, so he's 34 years older than Britt Baker. So I think Missy Hyatt is more age-appropriate. Him. Okay, well, geez, let's see. Um, any woman, okay, so I'm 51. If I was 34 years older than a woman, I'd, she'd be 17. So, ew, this is, uh, uh, pass. Yeah. yeah, I'm 42. We're, we're just pass. not going to pass. I'm not Elvis. I'm not Jimmy Page, okay? Leave me alone. All right, there we go. All right, so here it is Ricky Steamboat and Brian Pullman. Jesus. What's that? Okay. If someone was 34 years younger than me, they would be eight. Yeah, so, oh, okay. Anyway, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No, you, you never, you've never even had kids. So no, no, that's not happening. And I'm not adopting them. Okay. There you go. Hey, you know, if you don't want kids, don't have kids. I, I, I'm a hundred percent in favor of that, by the way. All right. <laughs> here we go. I'm too old to have children. Bad. Mm, okay. Um, you can say that. Sure. So actually, bi- biologically, you're not. I'm just going to say that. Uh, medically, I'm not having children, though. Okay, that's fine. Oh, oh, no. That, oh, re- Steamboat got Ricky rammed Ricky head first into the Like, pillow. run directly into the turnbuckle. No, he got pushed off by Pillman. Pillman pushed oh, off okay. with his legs, and that the force of that shot Steamboat into the turnbuckle. Now Steamboat's playing possum. Steamboat just laid down in the ring. He, he oh, yeah, he was, was, was playing possum. Was playing possum. He was tricking Pillman so he could get the arm bar. Born in Hawaii, educated in Florida, now residing in Charlotte. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, they, they said Ricky Steamboat was from somewhere, and I just thought, really? I, I didn't think so, but okay. Um, no, I mean, he's, he's from Charlotte. I mean, that's where he spent most of his, you know, that's where he spent most of his adult life. Yeah, if Brian Pillman is going to be a morose heel, he should have, like, angrier tights or something. He'll get there. Don't worry. He'll get there. Yeah, he's a he's a heel. Did, I he just, did he just turn heel the week before? Um, it feels that. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, he lost the light heavyweight title, and then he uh, then he turned heel. Yeah. I think he was selling his fingers before his fingers actually. Right. 
Well, that's that's a pro. You know, he, he wasn't if he he didn't remember when his fingers were supposed to get hurt, so he sold them anyway. Yes, yeah. I mean, but yeah, but, but there's no there's really no such thing as a bad Ricky Steamboat match. Has he already teamed with Steve Austin at this point? Steve, Pillman? Um, actually, they they've teamed with each other a couple times on television, but they're not the Hollywood Blondes yet. That no. would be that would come uh, about the start of '93. So he hasn't hasn't yet had his his real heel turn. Well, he, I mean, he's a heel, but he's never yeah. Uh, he would he would be he teaming with Barry Windham once Windham. Oh well, I'm spoiling something, but yeah. Where he uses all of his super sad faces in matches. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's uh he turned heel on Brad Armstrong at the Clash, I want to say. Yeah. But, I mean, well, but you know, it's I mean, you're wasting a good heel turn on Brad Armstrong, so. Poor Brad Armstrong. Yes, I know. I mean, everybody turns heel on the Armstrong. It's just like something you do. It's like it's like something you do if Sting's not around. If if, if Sting's too busy getting turn you get a, so with turning getting somebody turning heel on him, you can turn heel on Brad Armstrong. Yeah. Poor poor stupid Sting. Yeah. Well. Well, actually, technically Sting. You know, technically Jake never turned heel on Sting. Jake was a heel the whole time. So. Poor, poor stupid stuff. But I mean, Wait, after like the fifth time the horse. Happen? What's that? Steamboat just took a bump for like no reason. No, he, he got, he was on the, he was, his head was on, his neck was over the turnbuckle and Tillman snapped the turnbuckle and, and that drove him back. Okay. He's... You're missing all the, you're missing all the subtleties of this. Oh yeah. Movie. Yeah. The stuff that's not. Oh, the choke lift. Yes. Very nice. Very back row. Oh, Pillman's really good too, by the way. If you're if you're Pillman Jr., you could do worse than watch a lot of your old man's matches, you know. There's plenty worse that you could do. Yes. Yeah. Oh nope. Oh oh oh. This is the thing where he's teasing that his knee is hurt, which is what he did to Brad Armstrong before he uh you know turned heel. Yeah, before he turned heel. Yeah. Watch you can do it again. I'll bet. Oh, oh, my knee. Oh, ow, 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 the pain. Oh, the pain, the pain. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, got him. See, that's, that's Pillman right there. Boy, he's pointing to his head there. He's the smart one, yes. He's a smart one, like like Eddie Murphy in that uh, gif, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart. All right. Well, well, I like that he kept the Cincinnati Bengal tights, you know. I don't know. I think I was just criticizing that a moment ago. Really? I mean, there's nothing wrong with the. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the tights. Tights cost money, you know. It's not that those tights aren't making enough either. money to buy new tights. This is WCW. Well, maybe, maybe not. Plus, Bill Watts was brought in to cut costs. He wasn't brought in to, you know, he wasn't brought in to like pay wrestlers money. Yeah. The only wrestler who got a raise when Bill Watts was there was uh was Cactus Jack and. Uh, and Mick Foley went to went to Bill. I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard, read the story in Mick Foley's book. Mick went to Bill Watts and said, you know, you know, cowboy, I mean, I, I, I you know, with the way I wrestle, I don't think my career is going to last that long. So can I please get a raise? And Bill Watts' response was absolutely cactus. You're a sick son of a bitch. And I get off on that. You know, like, oh, thanks, Bill. Thanks, boss. <laughs> this is not a very excitable crowd. No, it's not. I don't know what they're waiting. They're waiting for blood, I think. Not enough blood. Well, the yet. one woman in the crowd does have a camera now. Oh, she's got yeah. Get some pictures in. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. You want to take pictures? Yes. 
That guy is moderately excited. Yeah, people. Yeah, people. Some people seem to be happy. But I mean, they're there to see this. They're there for the spinning of the wheel and the making of the deal. You know. There's okay. a guy in the front row who looks kind of like Bill Watts. Yeah. How are we going to get them all in that basement warehouse, though? I don't know. I think that, I think that they're going to have the wheel on the stage and do it up there. All right, here we go. Is Midget going to appear for that spot? No, no, no. Midget's uh, Midget's only for the movies. Okay, why don't somebody get on our camera here? Midget's, the Midget gets paid scale, so you know we can't we can't just have them out whenever we need them. Oh dear God, Pat. Well, I'm I'm just telling you. Okay. Hey, there we go. All right. Nice belly to back suplex by Steamboat. Yeah, but I mean, this is a match, you know, I mean, unlike most Steamboat matches, and Steamboat and Pillman aren't really feuding with each other. I mean, later on, you'd have Pillman and Douglas feuding with Austin and Pillman, and that'd be great. But this is, you know, this is sort of working backwards. See, Pil- Steamboat was supposed to wrestle Steve Austin on this show. But that did not happen for various reasons. Um, which maybe I should go into next year. Oh, yeah, Steam, Steamboat and Austin feuded for the TV title and then for the U.S. title. They, they, I mean, they were very good working together. They wrestled each other a lot. That does not surprise me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I don't know how much you remember from 1992. I, I don't because I didn't really see WCW in 1992 because we did not have cable. Because you were a 13-year-old girl, yes. Yeah, yeah, and then there was that aspect of it. Okay. Kind of seemed like Steamboat could have just dropped Pillman on his back and <laughs> laid on him and covered him there. Well, yeah, but then you wouldn't have been able to do it twice, see? No, okay. Plus, I mean, you're making, you know, <clears throat> you're calling the match in the ring, you're making judgment calls as to what will get over and what's not, right? But it's so, Philadelphia where the people are notoriously evil. Yeah, well, unless you're... <clears throat> You know, um, and the, there's a lady yelling at Brian Pillman and then taking a picture of him. Yeah. Well, you want to get a good angry face on Pillman before you shoot that. Well, she's, she's taking a picture of his ass at this point, quite frankly. Oh, well, never mind then. It doesn't matter how angry he is. Hey. All right. Steamboat's fired up. Look. Yep. This steamboat put some effort into the trunks. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are nice trunks. Unlike the I last think, match where three people had white trunks and they were not all on the same team. Well, I think, I mean, you know, Steamboat knew Flair and Flair knew Olivia Walker and probably could have gotten some nice you know, nice stuff made. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, the running knee. Beautifully done, though. Very technically sound match. Also, you're forgetting that Bill Watts did not like moves off the top rope. Oh fact, yeah! When he came in, he banned you know moves off the top rope because it was going to get heat when the heel went off the top rope and hit somebody. And then not the knowing the, not knowing that people had fans had gotten used to wrestlers coming off the top rope. Yeah. So what you had was like they bring in Jushin Liger for a pay per view. Oh dear God! Liger wrestling at center stage and he can't come off the top rope and he's like, what the hell am I doing here? And then ECW was born. Yeah, ECW was born mostly out of the out of the uh, you know, out of the Philadelphia indie scene, but you know they succeeded off of the stupidity of WCW and WWF, who weren't giving wrestling fans at least at least a certain type of wrestling fans what they wanted, mm-hmm. which of course was violence or simulated violence. Oh no, here comes Pillman off the second rope. Yay! Two. 
I mean, it's not like it's not like Paul Heyman didn't appreciate Pillman and Ricky Steamboat and those guys. Yeah. I mean, you can tell who Paul Heyman liked by who he brought into ECW once he got there. So. Yeah. There we go. Hey. Could afford to bring into ECW. Well, there was that. Yes. It wasn't his money though. It was Todd Gordon's money. Some strange camera angles on this pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, WCW directing. All right, Ricky Steamboat with the pin, folks. Oh, I mean, let, I did like a master class in insulting uh, WCW director uh, Keith Mitchell, who became TNA director Keith Mitchell, who had like family members writing in to complain via email about uh, me making fun of him as a director of all the <laughs> shots he missed on TNA pay-per-views. And somebody wrote to me, no, you don't understand. They don't tell they don't tell the director what moves they're going to do and where they're going to do them. I'm like, no, really? And the director has never watched a wrestling match before? Well, there's in that, uh, yeah, well, yeah, there's not like a dearth of those available for viewing. Yeah, well, well on purpose? No, of course not. I mean, you know, you watch, you watch, an old, watch old WCW shows, you start to appreciate Kevin Dunn, which is really terrible. All right, let's go back. Teddy Long is your interview correspondent. It's a really exciting segment where he's in the locker room with the NWA champion and his entourage who are all staring straight ahead into the camera. That's where they've been. They've been like sitting there for 20 minutes practicing staring into the camera. (laughs) Jono, his friend Kensuke Sasaki, the uh, New Japan's own Hiro Matsuda. The pillow out of the shot or whatever that is up there. Hiro Matsuda and the New Japan president. Hiro Matsuda is there because he speaks English. And Hiro Matsuda, who's the guy who speaks English, what? tell us right now who that? Mr. Chono will select for his special guest referee, for his referee, for the match with Rick Rude. Well, right now, I'm, I'm going to give a, I'm sorry. If it was ahead. a true Teddy Long thing, he'd be making a mixed tag match right We're going to make a great man tag, player. Teddy Long is just going to select two of these people and then Rick Rude and some completely random person. Well, Hiro Matsuda says that Chono has chosen as a referee the guy he brought with him to the building, uh, Kazuke Sasaki. So is that is that the one with the mullet then? That's the guy in the blue warm-up suit, yeah. Okay. You, yeah, I mean, you've seen Kazuke Sasaki in WCW, or maybe you haven't. I don't know. But yeah, he's... An ally of Chono. Now, here's the thing. Back in September, Chono was defending the NWA title over in Japan against Steve Austin, and there was a botched pile driver move, which really effed up Masachono's neck. So <laughs> Dave Milter goes on this rant after the, after the show about how bad Chono's match with Rick Rude was. They're trying to protect Chono's neck like for the entire for like his entire title reign. That's why he's not doing so much in the match. And they had notice of this because he had just, because like I pointed out, he was in Cleveland on Friday wrestling Bobby Eaton and he didn't do a whole hell of a lot there. Yeah. Okay, so Terry Gordy, Terry Gordy's been suspended indefinitely or quit, depending on how you want to call it. But Doc needs a bit. Match Dr. Death was supposed to be in. It's a tag title match. So Bill Watson said, Steve Williams, please check, pick a partner for your tag team title match. Okay, that part makes sense. And no, he decided, and it was he actually Steve Williams and Steve Williams in a match exactly, together. Yes. <laughs> yes, Steve Williams picked Steve Williams. Okay. Okay. 
All right, so now Rick Root is set to defend the U.S. title in a no-disqualification match against uh, noted American Nikita Koloff. However, the lawyer, Bill Watts is complaining that the lawyers got involved and Root is allowed to have somebody else defend the title for him. Due to a judicial injunction. And I would love to read that injunction, by the way. The judge getting involved in a uh, WCW pro wrestling match. (laughs) That makes no sense whatsoever. Juice is barred from ringside. Okay, whatever. So wait, who? Oh, okay. Am I am I spoiling it if I read it off the Wikipedia page? Because he's going to announce in about like ten seconds. Vader is going to be there, and Vader is going to defend the U.S. title on Rude's behalf. And this is all to set up a feud with uh, between Vader and Rick Rude that actually uh, is supposed to probably is supposed to get paid off in 1994. It would have, except Rude suffered a career-ending injury and ruined it. So, except for up until this point in the show, uh, Missy Hyatt was trying to. Something, something, figure out Rick Rude and his two matches. Because they hadn't bothered figuring out what they were going to do, so they hadn't oh, bothered. okay. What they were going to do. I have so, a commercial now, aren't I special? Okay, I'll hit pause then, because they're just, yeah, we'll get the, we're getting the long shot of the arena here. I stopped it at 37.34, and we'll wait until Sarah's commercial get done, gets done. Sarah, what do you have a commercial for? Uh, it is a Ford pickup truck, so I am definitely oh. not buying this item. Oh, wait, it's a Ram pickup truck, so. Uh, was there any chance of you buying a Ram pickup truck anyway? No, no, I, I drive a compact car, Pat. I drive it. Yes, my, I drive. My father it. has a pickup truck, but oh, he knows how to drive a pickup truck. So, well, well good for all. That's that's good. Does your dad haul lots of stuff? Um, he works as a handyman, so he hauls enough stuff. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I, I'm okay with that then. He's allowed to drive a pickup truck. Yeah. I think it's it's a waste of time if you're not actually hauling stuff in your truck. It's yeah, it's also time. a waste of gas if you're not actually hauling stuff in your truck. Well, uh, and most of most of the ones around here like are good old boys who drive five miles under the speed limit. Very annoying. Okay, so I have thirty seven twenty nine. Okay, so go ahead. Let's all okay hit play. One thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three, one thousand four. Okay, I'll hit play and we'll be close enough. All right. Sorry everybody. Sorry everybody. Comcast screwed over Sarah on her peacock, so. <laughs> One fall, 30-minute time commercials. U.S. title. And there he is, noted good guy, Nikita Koloff. Yep. No disqualifications. So wait, what was Nikita Koloff's real name? Uh, Dog or something? Oh, it's uh, something. Hold on. I will pull it up. He's from North Carolina, by the way. Nelson. Okay. Did not did not expect that. Did you expect him to be named uh, Nelson. Nelson? I would have pegged him as a dog, but that's me. A dog? Doug. Doug. Douglas. Yeah, oh, Doug? Jesus. Uh, Doug, Generic Doug, great man Doug name. Doug Koloff would have, uh, no, I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> would have really lit the, lit the screens on fire there. Well, I mean, it, I mean, couldn't you, t- I mean, the tremendous job he did with that Russian accent all those years, it really. <laughs> and it's mustacheless ravishing Rick Rude. Yes, he shaved the mustache for the occasion. That's right. Yes. Oh, he's leading Vader to the ring. He and Harley, for Race. Harley Race to get to the ring with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was no, anyway. Nikita was known as Scott Simpson, but his real name is Nelson Scott Simpson. So, and everybody calls him and everybody calls him Nikita anyway. So at this point, because that's how wrestling works. Now, was that the one that Wade Keller used to watch get his haircut? That's Boris Zukov, aka oh. Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand where you. I knew it was. A, I knew it was somebody from Eastern Europe somehow. <laughs> I don't think I don't think his wife shaved his back though, Boris Dukov, but that's another story. 
Actually, Nikita Koloff, well, although he lived in, uh, okay. Oh, although he well, lived in North Carolina. He has a Rick Rude t-shirt. Okay, there you go. Well, they have WPW made t-shirts because it, it doesn't seem like they're capitalizing on the t-shirt market well, here. WCW made t-shirts, but all WCW t-shirts were awful. Okay. Oh, Anderson's at, what is Ole Anderson doing at ringside? That would explain why no one is wearing t-shirts in this crowd. I mean, I think you see a couple of Sting t-shirts, but that's about it. I definitely see the guy in the uh, the pink the pink blazer there. Yeah, all right. Ole Anderson says that. Um, oh wait, nobody can be at ringside for. Okay, now Rude has to leave. Yeah. I understand that Rude has to leave, but Harley has to leave too. Oh my goodness. Wait. So wait. So Jim Ross. Um, so Vader is defending Rick Rude's title here. Yes. Now you get it. Okay. But Vader can't have anybody at ringside. And and here's the other question: How on earth can uh, which Jim Ross asked? How can Harley Race be an objective referee for uh, for this match when Rick just hired Harley and Vader to defend the U.S. title for him? Well, the answer is, of course, he can't. But that's another story. Jesse's answer is is it's called politics. Okay, thank you, Jesse. I mean, it's not a bad answer, but you know. Bit of a non no, it's okay. Nick Patrick, who Jericho didn't like to have as his referee because he was taller than Jericho. Well, that's that's valid. Former as uh, Jim and I actually uh, found a bonus match from from Southeastern Wrestling where Nick Patrick was a wrestler, tag teaming with Brickhouse Brown. So that was that was amazing. If only I remembered who Brickhouse Brown was. Brick, Brickhouse sadly is no longer with us. So. Neither is Vader. Vader is a. Yeah, this is Mr. Back when Mr. Back when Vader was off. The reason Vader was awesome was because he was being pushed and he really didn't have to sell much for anybody. But he did not have the giant ram's head here. No, he did not. No, that was, um, yeah, I think that was, I think New Japan repossessed that, yeah. I don't understand the Vader mask, though. Well, I mean that's that's because the big they took the big mask away. He had a full mask, and for some reason that it got taken away from him. I think with the headdress, when they took away the headdress. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand that either. I mean, he's he's a legit. This is the point where he's a legit big scary dude, and not just like a guy about to tip over from being overweight, which is what he become later. Wow. <laughs> So is Vader's kid still a wrestler? Uh, if he is, I haven't heard anything, which is fine. I mean, it's not like he's in NXT or or, or in uh, AEW or anything. Snyder's kid is in NXT, and whoever, wait, not not Braun Breaker, Vaughn somebody. <laughs> oh, Vaughn, uh, Vaughn, whatever the frick his name is. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. Oh, still not a citizen, according to Jesse Ventura. Uh, well, I think he is. As well, he was born in Minnesota, so I don't see how that's. Uh, yeah. Also, hadn't we hadn't we made up with Mikhail Gorbachev at this point in time? Ninety-two. Um, yeah, yeah. Soviet Union's over. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's why he's dressed in the uh, in the Lithuanian colors and not in the uh, and not in the hammer and sickle. See. Okay. So we're even being though, off to he, Boris Yeltsin or something. Well, even though you know I booked Nikolai Volkov when I was when I was running an indie company, and he always showed up with like either the 
with either the Russian gear or like the gear with the American and Soviet flags together, you know. Yep. Because you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to give up. Uh, you don't want to give up tights that fit. You know, that'd be dumb. The time limit as possible. Yeah. seems like he would have had a full head of hair. Uh, he did it. Well, um, he did have hair, but he, he, he was more of a badass with the, uh, with the bald head. So, so he went to that look and, you know, I guess when you go to that balding look, sometimes it doesn't grow back as well. So I wouldn't know. Nikita was big and scary back in the, uh, you know, back in the late eighties, the mid to late eighties. And then Just he was having him in the ring with someone who's even bigger. Than him. Right. That, that's a problem. Yeah. And then uh, he took time off when his wife died of cancer and uh, he came back. He he did. He wasn't as bulky and he's and looked and, you know, he got back into shape, but he's more like the guy you see now instead of like this big roided up Goldberg type guy, mm-hmm. which is what he was. Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, back in the 80s, you know, you had this big guy. I mean, you had this big guy and people thought he was a Russian for some reason. <laughs> well, because he was because he was uh, because he was the nephew of Ivan Koloff, a known Russian who was also from North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah, and the uh, face paint. And he suffered a career ending injury from Vader against Vader. I want to say like about two or three weeks after this match. At a TV taping. I mean, he 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 tore up. Wait, I mean, Jeff Ventura and Jim Ross are that close to the ring? Yes, that's how, that's how close guys used to. WCW announce table wasn't destroyed at every WCW event. I know. Well, Eric Bischoff was not the like guy. The who, Raw announce Bischoff table. was the guy who moved the who moved the announce tables back up on the stage when Nitro started. Unlike the Raw announce table, which is like 15 feet away from the ring, and somehow. Comes yeah. into play in three matches on every episode of Raw. Exactly. Well, because the episodes are three hours. And Vader there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's how the setup used to be. Yes. And they used to have, you know, they used to they used to have not that much space at ringside because, well, you want to pack in as many people as possible. You don't want to leave all that space at ringside. And you also have Bill Watts, who didn't believe that, who who believed that uh, the match should stay in the ring. No, Bill Watts believed that you shouldn't have the blue mats on the outside because, you know, it made the wrestlers look like sissies to be fighting on the blue mats. Oh, yeah. Plus, wrestlers would be tempted to take bumps on the floor. If you just have the concrete floor there, they're not going to take as many dumb bumps, unless you have Mick Foley there, in which case. Yeah, you know, yeah. Up, so, yeah. Mick Foley destroyed all of those rules. Yes, he did. This is still a weird camera angle. For which Bill Watts paid him, so give him a raise, so. Yeah, but Vader was another guy that Bill Watts liked, obviously. Still a weird camera angle, Pat. Well, that was a, I mean, that was a, that was a major uh, camera angle back in the day. Then we moved to a different camera angle immediately. All right. Yeah, Vader wants a rematch with Ron Simmons for that WCW title. Or just Jim Ross says, oh, either Ron Simmons or the Barbarian, depending on who wins the title match. Okay. Okay. Hey, Van Vader with those clubbing right hands. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, Vader's not going to sell that crap. Come on. There we go. Oh, geez. What was that? I think he was trying, I mean, it, something that looked like a choke slam, except it's more painful because it looked like he dropped him on his shoulder. Oh, maybe he's taking notes from the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, well, <clears throat> hey, the Ultimate, uh, Ultimate Warrior and Vader feuded for a while. 
<laughs> for like three weeks until Warrior Up and quit for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> That's, that sounds like the sort of thing Vince would come up with. Yeah, make him work Vader. <laughs> yeah. Still a strange camera angle. Yes, it is. It's WCW. I know, but still. The answer for most any question you have is it's WCW. Uh, yes, it, it's still months until Bill Watts gets fired, and then it's months from there until they... Fans are looking in a completely different direction. They're waving they're at, to other they're fans. They're looking at Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura, and maybe oh. they're maybe like seeing other fans. Hey, hey, is that Fred? Yeah, they're, they're waving to people. Hey, is that Dave Meltzer and Bruce Mitchell over there? Randy Orton is watching this right now going, rest hold. Yeah. <laughs> Randy's taking notes, man. Dad, I'm watching the Dad, I'm watching the Vader match here. Okay. There we go. Why, why, why are we picking on Randy Orton? I don't think he even has a big. It's fun to pick on Randy Orton. Somebody's got to do it bad. I mean, geez, you know, the man nearly died. I mean, give him a break. Did he? Yeah, when he tried to kill himself. Yeah. I don't remember this. That's okay. They didn't exactly advertise it on TV, so. Was this a recent thing, or is this no, from... 2005. Huh, okay. Oh, Vader just snapped it off. Yeah, they just botched some sort of move there. Vader refused to... And Jim Ross basically says Vader refused to go up for that, for that move, which is... Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's, let's see you suplex him. Come on, Nikita. You can do this. But, uh, uh, oh, oh. Wow, um... I, that would have hurt my back. and Yeah, no kidding. I, I would have just rolled out onto the floor and been like, I'm, yeah. ow, I'm, ow, ow. Me out. Yeah, I know. My back hurts from carrying uh, from carrying a six-month-old baby. So, yeah, I don't think I would be uh, – I don't think I'd be a good candidate for this anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I obviously wouldn't be a main event wrestler at 51 unless I was in the WWE. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you, get to, do, you, do you get to just come back and just oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm, I must now. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Vader, Vader. Brock Lesnar. Right, Brock Lesnar still 40. Oh, God. He's older than that by now, isn't he? It seems like it. I he feel that. Like, I mean, he the, might be in his 40s. That would make more sense. He's probably in his 40s. Older than me. Oh, he's 44. He's a mere two <laughs> years older than me. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So, and he's younger than his wife. Yeah. Oh my goodness! There you go. Hey. Right. Uh, it doesn't say how old Sable is. Jeez. Well, she's. Wait, yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right, she's 54. It's a 10-year yep. age difference. Good for her. She keeps in shape. She keeps in shape. She uses one-a-day vitamins. I don't know. Ah, here we go. Up and over. Nice move by Nikita. Nice move by Vader getting up and over for that, by the way. Boy, Vader has moved the barricade there in well, front of that happened. lady, too. Yeah, you say barricade. It's a bunch of bike racks chained together, for one thing. And secondly, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's 450 pounds. Of course, he's going to move the barricade. <laughs> you just wait until I call it the WCW Universe, Pat. Talk no, no. about this championship opportunity. Wait, are we allowed to call it a championship? Have they come up with a new word for championship yet? WCW? No, they haven't. No. <laughs> 
No, but they, they were working for TBS. Jim Ross couldn't call anything a foreign object. They, 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 for, for years, Jim Ross was calling, oh, he broke out the international object there just to make fun of the, uh, just to make fun of the TBS people. All right. Now the crowd is engaged. Oh, there we go. Well, at least those two people in the crowd are engaged. Hey, hat guy's happy. And Cardigan Man has stood up. All right. There we go. Oh, so, oh, Akita Cole may have hurt himself. No, clotheslining a a steel post doesn't hurt at all. If I was Nikita Koloff, I'd be getting something under the ring right now. What? This is 1992 and this is WCW. It's It's not like they keep random stuff under the ring for no reason. Well, how did WWE learn that then, Pat? Um, they, they, well, they needed a place to keep, hide the stuff for the hardcore matches. So, you know, um, instead of having the wrestlers bring them to the ring, which was time consuming, they just kept everything under the under the ring. Unlike that time that Raven used to push a shopping cart full of things to the ring. Yeah, exactly. And he had that figured out. Raven's well, Raven, Raven had been doing the hardcore stuff for a while, so he knew. And Raven is actually in WCW at this point, although he's called Scotty Flamingo. He did do that dancing thing that people were impressed with. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Nikita Koloff's not getting up from that, Sarah. It took that long to put Nikita Koloff down. Nikita Koloff's a former U.S. champion. How dare you? Okay. Well, he was a pretend Russian. Or Lithuanian. Fader time! Sting! Yes. 450 pounds of big, smelly, uh, big Van Vader. Yeah. So Vader, do Rick Reed and Harley Race get to come out and celebrate with him? Or? Nah, they're, nah they're, they're saving that for later. Oh, look how, look, that, those fans are really upset. That I mean, that that woman's cringing about Nikita running into the post. Probably because of how dumb it was. But yeah. Nikita Koloff gets slammed in the mat. Let's see this ad for, uh, before we stop, let's see this ad for Starcade 92 Battle Bowl. Jim and I, which, which uh, you can watch it on our, you can watch along on our Patreon because that's when we reviewed it like six years ago. <laughs> World Championship Wrestling had Battle Bowl. Yes. What could be better okay. than Battle Bowl? All right. I have a commercial again for 18 more seconds. Okay. Well, after that, you can watch the commercial for Battle Bowl. Something involving a cat, which I don't have a cat. And I'm not really a oh, I have cats. We have cats. Not that I would care if, uh, you know. We have birds outside. That's enough pets for us. Well, we have birds outside, too. The cats love to watch them. Okay, now, after the commercial for Starcade, you can hit stop on this episode, which I have done at 53 minutes and 58 seconds, which is where we'll leave it for, uh, for next week. Um, yes. Stay- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. And back. There's a hurricane coming through. For over 10 years, Shane Hurricane Helms has been a pioneer in the podcast game. And now the Creative Control Network proudly brings to you the record-breaking, history-making, longest-reigning, most entertaining, cruiserweight champion of all time, Shane Hurricane Helms and the Highway to Helms podcast. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever your favorite podcast may be, you'll find me, Shane Hurricane Helms. And if you don't know, Google me. Biatch! We would like to thank Gregoire Lourmet for the use of his track, Run Faster, Jump Higher. You can hear all of his work at jamendo.com or on his website, musicepique.com, M-U-S-I-Q-U-E-E-P-I-Q-U-E.com. Uh, boy, do we have stuff for next week. Well, we actually don't have that much for next week. Um, but I can tell you we finally have that big uh, tag team title match, plus one of the uh, big storyline, big big storylines of the fall of 92 for WCW begins at that point. And um, see, it's going to be very exciting. Yo, the match we talked about, though, Sarah, the match we talked about, which is Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham defending the tag team titles against uh, Dr. De- Steve Dr. Death Williams and Stunning Steve Austin. That match will be on hour two of this show next week. That that'll be Halloween Havoc, and it'll go up on Halloween on Halloween Day. Isn't that great? Oh, that's lovely, Pat. Are you enjoying the Starcade commercial? <laughs> oh, I I press pause on the Starcade commercial. You can watch the Starcade commercial here. For Battle Bowl. Yeah, you can watch. Yeah, that that yeah we're yeah because we're stopping it after the after the Starcade commercial. I don't want anybody to miss the Starcade commercial. Okay. Not a very exciting commercial. Well. Wasn't a very exciting pay per view, but that's another story. Jesse Ventura should have put the mask back on. You think so? Yeah. Okay, so that's where we are. Um, so for the record, uh, let's see. Feel free to. Uh, oh, what's what's the part where I'm supposed to? Oh, geez, I didn't write this part down. Anyway, uh, please feel free to visit us on Twitter. I'm at Real Pat McNeil. Sarah is at Esoteric Sarah. Uh, if you don't know how to spell esoteric, look it up. I don't have all day. Uh, Jim <laughs> is at Jim Valley. And uh, go ahead and leave reviews for us, a five, six, or seven-star review for us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever your pods are cast. I'll try to talk. Sarah and I are going to do something for Patreon, and I'll try to see if she wants to come back next week, or I'll find somebody else. It'll, it'll, it'll work out either way. I know Sarah's a very busy woman. And, of course, if you would like to know more about Ricky Steamboat, Brian Pillman, uh, Johnny Gunn, Michael P.S. Hayes, or, for that matter, uh, Harley Race, Feel free to visit pwtorch.com, f4wonline.com, or the Wrestling Observer, or go download your local library app because they're all in books. Uh, Sarah, do you remember the line that Jim says here? The same Wayback Time, same Playback Channel. Yes, that next week, same Wayback Time, same Playback Channel. We'll be back again. Uh, of course, uh, patreon.com slash waybackplayback, facebook.com slash waybackplaybackpodcast. Uh, yeah, and yeah, just write to us if you need anything or if you have any questions or that sort of thing. 
Uh, Sarah, have you enjoyed this hour? Lovely, Pat. Okay, well, that's that's enthusiasm for you, folks. And thank you. I hope everybody has a uh, everybody has a great weekend and a great week now that we've recovered from uh, the big wrestling show in Saudi Arabia. So until then, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Next week is another episode. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Oh, am I supposed to say that to you? Yeah, you can say that. Well, no, no, no. We're good. Um, let me stop recording here.